Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. No. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I was late. I was having a cheeky, filthy fag. Yes. And using our hoo ha as an ashtray, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> I know. How lovely so to see you again. <laughs> thank you, darling. How are you? I'm good. All the better for being here. Hey. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very, <laughs> very much. Is any of this visual? Because I might need to change my earrings. No, 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 no. no. None of it's visual. None of it's visual. No. This lady over ready. here, this lady over here won't allow any visuals. She doesn't I ju- like I just to don't think we need it. And also as well, I think a podcast is used by a lot of people on long journeys. Yes. So they can't really be looking at a visual while they're driving. So true. Yes, mm-hmm. so thank true. you. Thank you. So how do we find you today? Do we find you well? Are you fair to middle? Yes, darling. It's all good. Yeah, all good. Good. Always. And whereabouts, whereabouts in the world are you at the moment? She's North London, dear. Nice. All right. Okay. Yes. And has she always been a North London girl because she was born in Hampstead? Well, she was, dear. Yes. Um, thank, you. thank you for checking that out. That's okay. Um, I did Google her. A little bit stalky. I know. I've got security. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I was born in North London, but because, as you, I don't know if you know, but my mother wrote a book called The Leather Boys, which is a gay classic in the 19, early in the 1960s, when it's still illegal to be gay, about working class biker boys who fell in love. Mm-hmm. She wrote that novel. That was then made into a movie. It was a kitchen sink drama with Rita Tushingham and Dudley Sutton. And that started, um, I came home from my North London State School. And she said, oh, darling, we're, we're going to L.A. next week. I said, OK. I was eight. And the next minute I was in Beverly Hills and the machine in the school. You know how normal schools just boil everything till they're kind of mm-hmm. grey. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we had pizza and chocolate milk and and I grew up with my sister Matilda playing on the back lots as my mum wrote movies for twenty years. Oh wow. Well, all the time. Um that's that's what she did. She had a voice for people. She also wrote the movie which wasn't didn't honour it enough actually. Um, called I Want What I Want, which was about, uh, was the first transgender novel at the time. She wrote the movie, which didn't actually, a brilliant script, but it didn't quite manifest as it should have done. Mm. But uh, she had a voice for people who at that time had no voice. Do you think if that script was brought to someone today, then there'd be greater, you know, impetus behind it and moving it forward as a project? I think so. I I think so. I think absolutely, because it's, it's, it's normal and it's current and it should be. And I grew up in a world, my father was an actor and then a a dance critic. My mother was a writer, as I said. I grew up in a world and the arts, Mm. 
which is where everyone is accepted. Doesn't matter what religion you are. Doesn't matter what gender you are. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter you know what you know ethnicity you have. Mm-hmm. You are accepted. Yes, there are assholes everywhere in the world. Yeah, of course. But as a culture, it's one of being together, there for each other. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise there was homophobia, anti-Semitism, um, racism, you know, misogyny until I went to school. Yeah. Because everything was normal for me. Although fascinatingly, you're saying that as well, but, you know, there are, there is that sort of in the arts as a competitive element and, you know, sort of people pitted against each other. Oh, what, that, like I said, there, there but, are arseholes everywhere. And, and also, but that goes through every culture, yes. whether it's banking or, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter where you work, you are competitive because you want to... Absolutely, but what I feel valid in this world. What I absolutely fell in love with you and with Debbie Arnold and all all of you beautiful women that came to the show that night to see Pi, how supportive and fabulous you were to me. I just I that was kind of quite an experience to have other women be so encompassing and supportive and build. It was great, absolutely. It was fabulous. I find that moving and fascinating and also interesting to hear because what's the point of mm-hmm. not being supportive? Yeah. What are we here for? And actually, can I swear? Yes. Yeah, you were fucking brilliant. <laughs> so what the fuck? Of course we're going to be supportive. You were brilliant. So of course, you know, we're going to say how wonderful it was. It was an absolute joy to watch you. You are so fucking funny. Oh, 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 I'm going to put that on my poster, Harriet. <laughs> well, I think you should, but she'll want some money for it. So if you could just Darling, do that. I will be invoicing. <laughs> yes. yeah. So how old were you when you left school in Los Angeles and to come back to the United Kingdom, to come back to London? Well, we were there for two years and it was at the end of the 60s, um, flower power, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, my friend uh, in, who was sitting in front of me in my math class, suddenly slumped over her desk uh, when I was about 11 because she'd been to her mother's medicine cabinet and just oh. taken some sleep pills, not because of anything. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Just, just, you know, it was a thing. It was kind of a cool thing to do. So my parents at that point thought, actually, we're going to base ourselves back in London, but we're going to come out for, you know, my mum wrote movies for 20 years. So yeah. we went out every year for 20 years, but we did only two years there because... Again, I it it was it was a wonderful, liberating, fantastic time, but also there was a vulnerability as there is now always mm. with drugs and things. You know, it, it, you have to be mindful for your mm. kids. So anyway, we came back. I then went to the Royal Ballet School because uh, I wanted to be a ballerina till my tits grew, darling. They were never going to get into a tutu. <laughs> no strapping. No, not without ropes and pulleys no. and a holiday. So I did that for a couple of years, and then. Um, I went to drama school and as I ran up those steps, you know, having a a body that was just, I thought was wrong, I suddenly felt I'd arrived home because I could be who I was. Mm -hmm. And again, there's so much endless judgment about how we look, how, again, age, you know, I'm 60 fucking four, about to be 60 fucking five, you know. Seriously, it's offensive. But, um, you know, I've got free travel, though. I do love it. But I am devastated when I don't get a seat and devastated when I do. So it's losing. <laughs> no win situation. Seriously. But, um, you know, I, it's about we have a voice and we can be who we are. And just going to drama school, again, was my first experience of just being allowed to be me, whoever the hell that was, because mm. you don't know who you are really t- when you're young. But as a woman of 50, I was told to you know, go on a saga cruise or get a free pen 
and sort out your will by Michael Parkinson. And mm. that's how we're culturally, that's how we're treated. Of course. So it's important to have a voice. Yeah, there was a big scandal about the Michael Parkinson thing was because you were promised a Marks and Spencer's voucher and no one ever got them. Oh, really? I'm not even <gasps> sure people got the free pens, in all oh. honesty. Darling, no. Well, I didn't I didn't take it up anyway. No, I think... No, I think that's very wise because there's someone else yeah. who's picked up the mantle and it's something about parsnips and the neighbour makes parsnip jam and you just think, oh, do you know something? Get in the ground the pair of you. You're so bloody boring. Thank you. you. Know, why can't people just live? And Hello, wh- thank you. Why do you think it is the case that as a society, we've discussed this with other people, but age always seems to be, you know, you look good for your age, age. or they're this age or when they're reported, know. you know, whatever. why? Know. Who, who cares? I know. It's, and you're absolutely right. And I think if you have... If you understand you have a choice, you have freedom. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, we don't. So we think, somebody said to me, have you got grandchildren yet? And I said, no, I haven't. They went, oh. And I thought, naff off. I don't have to be validated yeah. by grandchildren. Yes, I'd love them. I wish my children would get on with their lives and, and do something for me. Yeah. But they didn't. They haven't yet. So, you know, whatever. But it, it doesn't, yes, it's, it's extraordinary. Culturally, that is our... I think it's in every culture you are judged. I think it's probably human nature, but it sucks and it it's ridiculous because. But also the fact that you know the longer we we we're around and the more experiences we have and the things that we get up to, that the idea that the older we get, that people just go, oh, stupid old woman, shut up, exactly. old woman. You're like, I know, wait, I'm I've forgotten more than you bloody know you are so. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's so interesting because some cultures are matriarchal. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, and, and then and older people are heralded. And yet in ours, we're just dismissed. and Vilified yeah. in many cases. Yeah. It's almost exactly. as though, how dare they? I, don't, I remember Jerry Hall once being interviewed by Lorraine Kelly. And yeah. uh, she'd said to Jerry, she went, what, what is the thing that you hate about aging because there'd been a documentary and Yasmin Lebon had said giving up modeling is going to be really difficult because whether people think I'm attractive or not I'm used to the attention mm. so when that goes having been a woman that's validated on her looks and then Jenny mm. Hall said the thing that I the thing I find most offensive is reading how old I am in the newspaper because <laughs> all too often it's in but then Jenny Hall did have that fabulous line be a cook in the kitchen and a cow in the bedroom mm. and I've always lived my life by that moo <laughs> <laughs> so proud of you absolutely so you know, I'll get my udders out for anyone, regardless well, of what age I'm at. <laughs> I had, yeah. Yes, well, you know Emma as well, because we've had the fabulous Emma Skeets on. Yes. So, yes. She's mad as a badger. I love her. <laughs> I mean, no filter. I love no filter. No, she is fine. She's wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think, as you say, no filter. Why are we chastised? I mean, obviously, there's certain things, you know, we need to be mindful of in life. But I think... You know, as far as being who we are, we Mm. should have a voice. And I think exactly that, the no filter thing. But, I mean, your actions are always, you know, more important than the words you say. I mean, we've just done an interview with a friend of ours and Bruce was rude from start to finish. But in a way that, you know, but they're good friends and your actions speak louder than your words. And you should be able to just say how you feel, not be walking on eggshells and tiptoeing around people. And, you know, there's this also... encompassing, consuming, being seen to say the right thing whilst actually mm. being an absolute dick in the background. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I'm absolutely right. Well, just people that sort of 
put themselves forward as saying the right thing and doing the right thing. Oh. And, and then, but then they're yeah. just not very pleasant. No. Let's not even start on politics, please. Yes, oh, my goodness. No, I we're, know, we're I non-political. Know. I mean, this is a woman that uses her own pocket as an ashtray. I mean. <laughs> I have a mini bin, Harriet. I'm trying to protect the planet. Thank you. Now, Bless we also you. have another friend in common that I didn't realise was Katie Mulgrew, who's my little adopted yes. child. Yes. And then she was like, how, do you, how did you two meet? But how did you we- meet Katie? We did a we've done a workshop. Ah, hmm. but because... again, that's that's just the joy of this business. It's so multi layered. Yeah, that we're all together. You know, and I love that. I love that so much. It's so important. Mm. Um, I'm very interested, and I've, I've picked your brains about this before, but obviously, mm-hmm. um, British Empire and uh, an absolutely fab ab, fam. What mm-hmm. was working on things like? That? What was it like? It must have been brilliant. Well, I think. Um, Jen and I have been, we were friends since drama school. Mm. So we've been friends for 40 years. And um, again, working on AbFab, it was, again, something which was originating. It it was given time to grow. Mm -hmm. And it was the most amazing thing because everyone just had the best time. Wonderful women, fabulous writing. It was amazing to do that kind of comedy for women also. It was just extraordinary. And I remember we were away with our... uh, kids on holiday and um my then husband um we've all and, got a couple um, of them my then husbands <laughs> and um and uh she said oh i've got this idea for a show and she, this woman has a daughter i said well i could be your daughter she went no not with those tits i was like yes i could i could strap them down she was like no it was okay <laughs> but you know that was we've been friends for 40 years mm. where we were doing girls on top together french and saunders <sighs> Been lucky enough to work with her all these years, and we're still. I absolutely loved Girls on Top, and was I I mean, honestly, um, I remember you in the French and Saunders. I know you've done so much. You've done theatre. You've been in musicals. You know, I I know you're talented, but hey, I'm a homo, and this is you know base (laughs) level for me. The one of the well, going back to Ab Fab, there there are a couple of great lines. Three best lines in it for me is you only work in a shop, you know, you can drop the attitude. But when you're in the meeting and you say ten tips on tropical toenails, moist is my word de jour. I mean, quite frankly, I was creaming my knickers. But in the um, the the Christmas special of the Titanic, Harriet Thorpe gives us her beautifully sinkable Molly Brown. <laughs> I have been so excited for this interview because, as you can tell, I'm not keen on you. So I had to do, <laughs> I had to do a bit of research, but um, because the other great line in Abfab was, um, "I'm cherished with a Y, personality-wise, I'm borderline shy, wild." You can't replicate that. The writing was just tremendous. Exactly, and that's the point. I mean, she wrote for characters. Characters evolved, created, and she wrote more and more for each character. Yeah. And because I've pronounced my R's really... Verse. I will have to call on my Wevlon connections. <laughs> she would write more and more things with R's in. And Bristol, again, was a brand new show. Yes. And again, now people do take their kids to work day. You don't, didn't do that then. No. So, of course, she had her in the fucking, my kid in the fucking drawer. Of course yeah. I did. Yeah. You know, it would make sense. She was surviving as a single mother, mm-hmm. you know. And again, that was... Again, you don't get these opportunities today. No. If a show doesn't get the ratings, it's gone. Yes. There, 
we yeah. grew and we did it for seven years. We had 13 million viewers and all the characters evolved again. You don't get that opportunity, sadly, no. anymore. And actually you know, what tends me. to be happening is, I don't know so much with, with theatre and television, but certainly with comedy, people need to be, have their followers on Instagram or TikTok before they'll even be looked at to go on a panel show or whatever. <laughs> you know, so they're, they're judging somebody on a couple of minutes of... Of average comedy, but it doesn't matter what they're doing as long as they've got the viewers. You go, that's the wrong way round. Well, that's it's, it's all wrong. But of course, I am on TikTok. You're on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. I'm on TikTok. Even though, even though the demographic's something like eleven to fifteen, mm. But I watched you making your cream calcium dessert on TikTok with the ginger nuts. Very yeah. And that feeds yeah. eight for under a fiver. Yes, dear. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so, I mean, it's, it's not only the career we're talking about. These are lifestyle tips, very valid in the cost of living crisis. And also, I did, actually, I did Best Pack Lunch the other week, and I did a thing I'd also done on TikTok, which was a 1970s mock souffle, which is, the, it's Wonderloaf, but you don't have that anymore, whatever mm -hmm. the, the, the most basic white bread you can get. Take the crusts off, butter five slices, cut them into squares, throw them in a bowl, three eggs, three quarters of a pint of milk, a shitload of cheese and let it sit overnight and then it rises like a souffle darling the next day and everyone thinks you spent hours but you have do you know what that's actually called strada and it is a norwegian <laughs> christmas morning dish that features in the family stone which is a thing Hola. with sarah jessica parker so there you go you're yeah, a font of knowledge today my mum used to make it in the 70s so that's where i know it from well, because okay. I remember watching Mary Berry and a friend of hers, they went back to the 70s and made these, it was like asparagus wrapped in aspic and all this kind of stuff and manky old bits of bread. No, it was... <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, Seriously, yeah. I got something like 120,000 views for a mock souffle. Wow. And then I did, and then I did a, 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 a salmon, a smoked, no, it was just a, a, a salmon mousse. Yo. I know, shocker. 1970s, but you know, who cares? Well, it's fabulous. It's fun. Bring back the 70s. I'm. I was happy then. Were you happy then? It was all a bit. She was a bit beige then, wasn't she, darling? Colour wise, <laughs> <laughs> it was all a bit beige. But yeah, it was fun. <laughs> no, you no, 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 no. I was just going to say. So, what, what makes you? Why were you? Um, why were you happier in the 70s than you are today? Um, I think there was that, I, I mean, freedom, but in the wrong way. Do you know what I mean? It, you just, you were in the backs of cars, or you were in cars, no seat belts, just running being around. Being smoked and on. You, yeah, yeah, being smoked on. You were let out at whatever time in the morning and nobody looked for you. You just, you just Simpler ran about your bare, barefoot, just doing your own thing. Doing your own thing, exactly. And there was, there was that kind of slight village community. You know, somebody else's mother would take you and give you lunch and... You know, there was just a community much more now. I think everybody's very yeah. guarded and very suspicious and Well, I think mistrustful. it's because people steal. Well, I, yeah, I don't think they do. <laughs> I think I, it is, Harriet. They come I, into your life to steal. It can be material. It can be material possessions. Thank you very much. People steal from Photo, me emotionally. Photoshoot-wise, I'm looking at two weeks in the Caribbean. Um, people just steal, 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 steal. They're bastards. Get I them mean, out of your house. Maybe I'm having a romantic remembrance, but you used to leave your doors open. I still leave my door open. Well, I, I mean, that, that is a euphemism, isn't it? She is open for business. Now, you talk about a then husband. Is there a current husband? No, darling. My bifold is a shut. Oh, very wise. 
I think that's very wise. Are they treated for the sun? Of course, dear. Because <laughs> we don't want tender burning. No, heaven to fend. No. So, so gen- genuinely, are you just not interested in having a relationship with a man? Would you... Would, no, or- of course I am. Absolutely. But again, it's a journey. And when you have no hormones left, mm. you don't care. And the idea of heaving about couldn't be more boring. And you realise all the decisions that you have made in your life mm. is because of the fucking hormones. And actually you're liberated from that. And of course I would love to have a relationship and have somebody hold my hand, be there, have a laugh, do that stuff. But I don't have to be defined by it. No, absolutely. But but I'm, I am interested in the sex aspect. Are you not bothered about having sex or not? Does that is that what the hormones do? Because I'm I'm past the menopause, but I'm still, still I still oh I still want a lot of horizontal refreshment, please. Oh no, darling, I'm completely vertical. No, thank you. No, you're done. You're like a Louvre blind. <laughs> no, Shut. Of course I would. Of course I would. Mm. But it doesn't drive me in the same way that it did when I Interesting. had different hormones. Yeah. Mm. No, about friendship, but you know, it's it's not just about. That. But I, I think it. I think I think it is that. I think people get to, it and it's not an age thing. It's a stage of life thing that you get to a point where you're like, I've explored the horizontal refreshments. I've done the physical. Mm-hmm. It doesn't float my boat. However, a trot round the garden centre, a nice tasting menu, mm. wine tasting, um, you know, a bit of light chat in the house, fingering a magazine. <laughs> what you were going to say there, but thank you. You know, yes. licking a DVD, that kind of thing becomes more yeah. Im- important. I think that it's maybe just my stage of life because I've recently separated. So it's coming up for a couple of years. Oh, it's a different thing then. I and think you've recently separated. Yeah, yeah it's a different thing. I'm single for the first time since 1989. So I'm I'm, one, darling, I'm having a field day. Yeah. Oh, good. So, well, yeah. powerful, darling. And yeah. I don't know if it'll last particularly long. I think I might quite quickly get into that. Oh, can't be bothered. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it is that. It is that liberation. You know, so I'm 56. I think I, I've definitely either in or past the menopause, but no, very, right. still much, very much interest. But I think for a lot of people, and I'm talking about gay guys, mm. I think a lot of gay guys who are over the age of 40, they still have hedonistic, very kind of orgy-tastic ways of living because that validates that. Well, they've got their perhaps, hormones left, well, darling. Yeah, definitely. and it makes them feel young and purposeful, yeah. you know, that they're going out for a bit of light bumming. And fantastic. You know, why not? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's your boat. There's no judgment. No. I think it's just, I, I want to have a laugh and a friendship yes. and share life. It's not about just having a shag. No, you want, you want someone to be about. able to predict your, your cheese requirements and how many it's cubes simple. of ice you'd like in a gin and tonic. Darling, are you interested in a marriage at all? Yes, <laughs> as long as it's lavender. Standard. <laughs> as long as it's lavender. I, I, honestly, I feel fondue hours will be a revelation. Uh, there we go. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's very well. But I can see why so many people over the years have gone into lavender relationships or whatever, because it is that companionship thing. Yeah. Yeah. Have yeah. a laugh. Hang out and have a laugh and do things that you enjoy. Well, rather than things that you have to do to yeah. be accepted or valid. 
Yeah, because I watched a documentary about Princess Michael of Kent, mm. and apparently it's alleged that both her and Prince Michael of Kent, mm. it's, it's very difficult, they're both called Michael. I mean, that must be tricky at Christmas. Hi, Michael, how are you? Oh, I'm tired, Michael, can you do one? <laughs> but apparently, that you know, they were together for the sake of appearances, and they made their own arrangements elsewhere. And I, again, yeah, no judgment at all. If that's what works for you, that's absolutely that's fantastic. That's quite common in royal circles, which is an oxymoron using the word common in royal circles. Right. But it is is that kind of marriage of convenience or because of bloodlines to then be that marriage. And but they do their so own certain thing. cultures, yeah. people had lovers. Yes. You know, in, in European cultures, it yeah. was part of their culture. It was no judgment. It was just... It's just the way of it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, actually... The Greeks were very fond of... Poor oh, the Greek Everything. men, they would they would rip out your bowels as soon as look at you. Darling all the way round the vase. Well, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Scooping them out. <laughs> Using them as display items. But no, they yeah. were a very physical people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There was a wonderful story, and I can't remember which god it is, but <clears throat> there was a, a Greek story of that humans were all there were three types of humans. There were men, two men joined together, two women and a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and they moved around in cartwheels. And one day they upset the gods, and or whichever god it was, and somebody will probably know, I don't, unfortunately, I can't remember, mm-hmm. but the gods split all these people up, which is why everyone's looking for their partner. And that was their culture. Ah. Men, women, men and women. Ah, that, that's they fascinating. They had it way before we did. Absolutely. And wouldn't it just and be that was their if that was just, that yes. Was, that was normal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I think a lot of things uh, could be simplified, or they're they're overcomplicated, and it's to do with societal judgment, isn't yeah. it? It's societal conditioning. Oh goodness! Yes. Is it? Yes. Is it societal conditioning yeah, to wander con- around with a portable ashtray? His- <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't <laughs> let that go, honey. When, when we when we move in together, we're not allowing her in. <laughs> I'm sorry, love. Batten down those hatches. <laughs> now, I want to talk about the Wonderbirds. Yes. Yes, because you do that with Sherry. Is it Newson or Hewson? It's Sherry Hewson, Dee Anderson, Anderson, Debbie Arnold. Debbie Arnold. And uh, we all kind of knew each other. And uh, Debbie said, why don't we get on, you know, on on a chat and see if we can come up with something, which was her idea to do a show. We How could we do this? And as we discussed it, because Dee's parents obviously created... Thunderbirds. Yes. I came up with the name Wonderbirds because that's an old-fashioned term for women, anyway. Old birds, and uh, we thought, well, would be. I thought Wonder was better than Thunder, so Wonderbirds it is. And we have done it for two and a half years, and we've just been nominated for the, I think, kind of best original or shortlisted for best original online something or other. I'll have a look in a minute. Um, so you can edit this bit, please. Thank you, Paul. Um, and uh, yes, it's been the most amazing two years, two and a half years, and it's it's wonderful because it, it's not censored like some programs are. It's not censored at all, so we can say what we feel, yeah. which again makes a huge difference mm. than you know thinking I can't. A bit like talking to you guys now. Yeah. You know, we can say how we feel and share the the bad times and the good times mm. and be honest about life. You know, and it, and it isn't twee or again pigeonholing women of a certain age that and that is exactly that the this is what podcasts and things are great for because yeah you know of course you know terrestrial television all that kind of things and you know watershed and you it's about you know reading the room and having your audience but it yeah. is that for you know there's so many times 
I watch things on television, particularly live stand-up. And, you know, people are doing it with one hand tied behind their back because they're not allowed the freedom to say what they actually want. So things like this podcast are so much better and much more, I think, better communication to people. Do you think it's the case, though, using stand-up comedy as, as an example... I don't think they are with one hand behind their back. I think they know the deal. I think they are choosing to portray a very safe, sanitised version of themselves because they're looking for career progression. But then it's disingenuous. Because well, it it's is disingenuous, but then that's their not... Their true self. Yeah, but that's not everyone's aim in which to be their true self. A <laughs> lot of people's aim is to be successful at whatever cost. Correct, but stand-up, to And that's mind, up to them. No, 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 but stand-up, by its very nature is one of the very few art forms that should be genuine, raw, truthful, without being disingenuous. But I think, why and I think it, be it is because it, it, I think it is more that than it is uh, scripted, character-led. Mm. It's actually about the person, their views, their frustrations in life, their yeah. politics. And I think that's, that's why it's important. I'm just going to give you the correct quote, if I may, Caller. Mm, um, please do. We were nominated by the Broadcast Digital Awards. Fabulous. Say that again. Broadcast Digital Awards have nominated and now shortlisted us for the best original web channel. Oh, bravo. Very bravo. Um, yeah, getting back to stand-up. Stand-up is, is the essence of it is two fingers up at the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the joy of it. It isn't, it isn't so niche, really, as other things. I, I personally feel that that type of stand-up and I totally get what you're saying Harry I think that's gone I think because of the culture in which we live and the fact that everyone wants to be famous um, and successful and, and used again time and time again that they're not then as raw as say as it was with Ben Elton um, you know back in the 80s or whatever because I mean he was a real kind mm. of um, you know he, he very tenacious um, a protagonist that's mm. that's the word whereas now you don't see that as much because I think it's much more people take advice from an agent do you think that though that everybody wants to be famous because that's yeah. dull uh-huh but whether or not you think it's dull is irrelevant at the risk of sounding rude that is the aim for a lot of people because they think they will have a better life and a lot of that comes through wanting money which is something Harry and I don't have, and that's why we're now living in a lavender. We're just living in a flower, just eating cheese and pork rinds. Oh, I think it is hard. I don't. I think we want to be successful. Yeah. I think people want to validate their journey, yeah, and do the job that you love. Mm. And I think it is an odd thing to get clapped for a living, um, because that is well, you know, the idea. That I, uh, on every level, um, that you want to, it is a moment of validation. And even if you're doing eight shows a week, mm-hmm. when you suddenly stop working, it's you're in free fall. And it's not that we're not defined with, uh, you know, we all do lots of different things and are lots of different people in our lives. But that drive to perform, you don't have a choice. It's how you're hard work, hardwired, it's yep. in your DNA. Yes. And it's, I remember, as I'm sure you do, doing endless, terrible Christmas shows for my parents, with my sister, and <laughs> then our kids and my sister's kids. We, they all did it. So. Hey. Just I'm, I'm just being, you know. Was that Hollywood? Uh, I'm underscoring it. I'm so sorry. Um, um, but endlessly, you want to perform because yeah. you're driven to it. It's not normal. We should all be probably put in a home. Oh, no, but, we should be all psychologically assessed and, and yes. found to be wanting because Thank it you. is that thing. The, crea- the creative, yeah. 
I mean, I I don't think I could do anything else other than no. rabbit rubbish on stage. <laughs> but again, it's like any artist. And like I've said, through the history of time, we've already discussed Greek tragedies. Mm. But, you know, cave paintings and stand-up. And we have, from the beginning of time, man has needed the arts to reflect its crap society mm. to say, look at this, or look at this amazing thing that I've just, you know, made for my dinner, or if it's a cave painting mm. or whatever. People have needed that. In Pompeii, there's old... Um, Oh, God, darling, she's an old woman. What's the word when you write people scrawl on buildings? Hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. Isn't no, it? darling, it's far too cultured. Graffiti. <laughs> graffiti. <laughs> In Pompeii, there is old graffiti that's on the fucking walls. Yeah. People have needed to express themselves always. Yeah. You know, it doesn't change. Fledgling no. Banksies. Fledgling Banksies. Yes, yeah, well, exactly. I mean... Yeah. I mean, prisoners smear shit on walls. It's the same. It's the same idea. <laughs> so do some people in an Airbnb situation. <laughs> this is true. On a stag night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's misandry. It could be a hen night. It How dare you? Hen night. I do apologise. It's God. just shocking, isn't it? What is next for you, Harriet? You've done so much. But, you know, what drives you going forward other than the paycheck? Well, obviously the paycheck, Clearly. but uh, no, I'm doing a tour in the autumn of Stepping Out, which oh, will wow. be fun, where I'm playing an old lady who can't dance, but we'll let that go. I'm not bitter at all. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's it's whatever's next. I just say yes. I love working. And I have a company that I, my sister and I run together called Dr. Theatre, which is um, training people to do presentational training when they feel insecure in companies internationally. I teach at lots of drama schools. I love to just do what I know, mm-hmm. and that's the deal. So I don't care what it is, I just say yes. I Hence love that attitude. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, but I'm exactly the same. You know, yeah. I love, I just say yes, I'm just like, yeah, keep putting from one foot in front of the other, see what turns absolutely. up. And, yeah, sometimes you go, oh, wish I hadn't said yes to that, but I've done it now. Doesn't um, yeah. And don't you find, even though we're going forward, you don't think, oh, what am I not doing now I'm no. older? You think, what's next? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. is next? That's I've, the deal. I, at this age, and I think partly having, I don't think I'm, I'm because I've separated, but just getting to this age, I'm genuinely, I've got more energy now and more um, sort of fun and spontaneity. I've got the whole kind of risk thing. I'm just like, yeah, go for it. You know, whereas when you're bringing up kids and you're married and compromise and, you know, taking everybody else into consideration, it's the first time in 30 years I haven't had to worry about anyone else. And so I'm not, and I'm certainly not Isn't worrying that, about me. In the old days, if you you were, I'm, I'm about almost 10 years older than you, but if we were then, they would say, oh, they're an old maid or they're past it. Yeah. Now, we don't, we're not. It's, no. you know, bring it on. Life. I'm literally starting all over again. I'm loving it. Yeah, exactly. I'm loving it. Well, do you know what? On your terms. Yeah. You're essentially stepping out, Jojo. I am. It's exactly what <gasps> I'm doing. I oh, am. my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Where, where is stepping out? Are you doing any Scottish dates? No, not yet, darling. Hopefully in the new year. All right, okay. Out at the moment, but please God, they'll get us up there. Yeah. Oh, mm. honey, it has been but the wedding, obviously. Well, clearly, I mean, there's yeah, a wedding to think course, about. I'll need to get a hat. Well, <laughs> or a fascinator. Fascinating, <laughs> 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 um, You genuinely, they say they shouldn't meet your acting heroes, but I'm very, very glad I did. I have absolutely adored speaking to you. And hope to see you on the 14th of June. Oh, yes, with we are Emma, in London. Because we're at the Phoenix Arts. Arts Club. Come along. Yes, please. Gin and tonics. We'll get, we'll get that prenup <laughs> signed. 
Yes, it's best. Yeah, exactly. Dear. It's just I've got some antimacassars. I don't want you taking if things don't work out. It's, I think you're safe. I can say you're safe. With this. All yours. Harriet, thank you so much. An absolute pleasure. Oh, genuinely amazing. Thank you. Had a wonderful time. It's wonderful to see you guys. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And have a a lovely rest of the day, whatever the tip may bring. Copy that, caller. (laughs) Cheers, darling. See you later. Bye. Bye.